So let's pick up James chapter 1, verse 21 here. It says this, therefore, all right? So understand this. Let's stop there for a second. You know, it's, you, you know I'm going to explain stuff when I go through these scriptures. We got to the first word, and I'm stopping you already, all right? But the word therefore right there really implicates that obviously James has already been teaching them or talking to this group of people about something earlier on within the chapter. Desires that can sometimes get out of our control. Desires that can mess with our minds, mess us up, lead us into wrong avenues of life, draw us away from God. But James chapter 1 verse 21 says, Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent and then he goes, and humbly. Now, look at that word humbly, because in some other translations, it's actually translated as meekness, all right? But it says that is so prevalent and humbly, he says to do this, accept the word planted in you. What does that mean? That means accept it, all right? It's not, an, it, it means take it in. It means gravitate toward it. And it goes on to say, which what? Which can save you? Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves, but do what it says. I'm going to break that down on point number two here in just a minute. And I, I really think that's the point that we're, I really want you to hone in on this morning. So I'm giving you a little bit of heads up. Verse 23, anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror. So right there, he's comparing the word of God as to a mirror. All right, we'll get into that a little bit further. Verse 24. And after looking at himself, goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom, or simply what brings liberty through Jesus Christ, and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it. Everybody say, be a doer. You got to do that one more time. Like, like three quarters of you said it, all right? Say, be a doer. Look at your neighbor and say, do something. All right, because here's what will happen. They will be blessed. That's what the word says. In what they do. Now, verse 26, those who consider themselves religious and yet do not keep a tight rein on their tongues deceive themselves and their religion is worthless. I, amen, we're good. We're gonna leave right after that one. I, heard, I, I felt the conviction, all right? Verse 37, or 27, religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after orphans and widows and their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. So James is talking about a change. He's talking about laying aside things that are simply what? Filthy and worthless. Do you want a change? What's great here is that what we, this is exactly what we are needing for our, our lives daily. What is excessive in your life? What is those things that are unnecessary? What are those things that are unhealthy for you? What is simply holding you back? He's saying laying aside those things that are what? Filthy, wicked, or simply irrelevant. No longer useful within your life. So we're trying to make changes. That's what this whole sermon series is about. But changes that apply. Changes that actually stick in your lives. All right? Changes that, watch this, won't change. One translation in James chapter 1, verse 21 actually reads it this way. 
rid yourself of every filthy habit and all wicked conduct. How much more direct can James get without specifically looking at you and pointing out the very sin that you're going through? That is a moment when we are to do, as the scripture says in some earlier verses that we just read, where the word of God is like a mirror to us. But it's no good to us if we're not allowing that change to happen that God is simply putting his finger on in those areas within your life. James is not telling us what we need to lay aside, but he's speaking to us of how we can do it. So James gives us a list of four different things. And the first one is this. If you have your uh, outline, you can start filling in right here. Number one, stay put. James talks about the implanted word Humbly or with meekness. This is what? Humbly accept the word planted in you. What really is being spoken is simply this. Welcome the word. Welcome the Bible in your life. Pastor, you, you, you say this all the time. You're constantly telling us about that we need those spiritual disciplines. I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to stop doing it because the word of God clearly tells me in this passage that I need that word that is planted within my life. It's vital for me. I need to stay put with inside of it. This, this should be our mentality. We want God to speak word, not just into my life, but I want it into every single situation. I want God to speak his word into your every decision that you make. Could you imagine how much more different life could be if you allowed the Holy Spirit to interact in every decision that you made? Could you imagine how more peaceful you could walk away even though the storms, the valleys, right? Even though those moments can still be there and they're gonna be there, you can go through them in a sense of peace within your mind. The scripture says that we are to receive the planted word. It is simply what? It is a seed. Jesus said that's what hearing the word of God teaches us within life. You guys remember the parable of the sower, of the seed, right? The sower goes, plants seed into the ground. Uh, Our job is to what? Have good soil for it. Not to be rocky soil, not to be soil that is crowded, not to choke it out, but we are to continually welcome the word of God within our life. Now, what welcomes this word? I love this. I say this all the time, enthusiasm. Have you ever gone into something enthusiastically, even though it it wasn't looking very promising? And regardless of the result from it, you still walk away with some type of hope? But have you ever walked into a situation where you thought was worthless and desperate, there was no more life into it, and you actually carried that attitude before you even got into the situation, and before long you walk out of it, the same way or worse than what you walked into it? There's a lot to say that we need to go before God with an expectation of enthusiasm when it simply, it comes to his word. Preparation and, and, and just to say, Lord, what is it that you're wanting to speak into my life today? Not just going through the motions of allowing the word of God to be a part of our every day, but simply going, God, regardless of how I feel, I'm coming to you with enthusiasm. I'm expecting you, Father, to speak life into me right now. You know, one of the biggest changes that people try to do in the spiritual aspect, especially here at the new year, is to allow the word of God to be a part of their everyday life. 
In other words, what? Develop or become a part of some type of reading plan. How are you doing with that? It's been a long time since I've challenged you on that. How are you doing with that reading plan? Are you in it? Great, stay with it. Have you fallen away from it? That's okay, pick it back up. It's awesome because it's still there for you. Have you not even started? Today's a great day to begin. Be enthusiastic. Love, James here, listen, I want you to understand something. James, really, he was a pastor. He had a pastor's heart. That's why I love this passage of scripture so much because him and I have a little something in common. We're both pastors. He probably didn't have mic issues that I have though. That's just a joke, that's just a joke. All right? But what, what is exciting here is that this is a real sense, there, there's a problem within the church or within the spiritual lives of Christ's followers and that is simply we don't allow the word of God to be a part of our everyday life. We need to do it with some enthusiasm. Why do we feel this way? We know that God's word is able to bring about the change that we need. What we believe about God's word is significant about what we will receive from it. Can I, can I repeat that? You need to write that down. Write it down. What you believe about God's word. Giving you a second. I think that's, that's a golden nugget for your life. What you believe about God's word is significant about what we will receive out of it. Is significant about what we, or I'm going to say you, will receive out of it. In other words, if you're going into God's word with a bad attitude, there's a good chance you could come out with the same attitude. If you're going into God's word with an attitude like, you know what, God, I know you got something there for me, you're going to find something. God's going to reveal something to you. Watch this, Psalms 19 and 7. The law of the word, or, this is, or the law of the Lord, this is referring to the word of God, is perfect. I don't have anything perfect in my life. Closest thing I have perfect is my wife. I know, somebody tell her I said that, please. Good Lord, my mother-in-law will be sure to tell her that later. But the law of the Lord is what? It is perfect. Watch this. It is refreshing the soul. Come on, man. I'm going to stop there for a second. Come on. You're down and out. Get into the word of God. But do it going in, expecting God to do something. Be enthusiastic over it. Son, some of you walk into the house of God and I feel like you're walking into a funeral. You're going to walk out the same way. I'm trying to break the mold. God says what? Do it enthusiastically. He says it refreshes your soul. Watch this. The statutes of the Lord, they're trustworthy. Look, you can't trust many things in life, but you can trust God. You can trust his word for what it says because it's going to be true. Making wise the simple. That's, that's, you know what that means? If you're absolutely ignorant and dumb, you're going to be wise because you allow the word of God to be a part of it. The precepts of the Lord are right, giving joy to the heart. The commands of the Lord are radiant. What does that mean? Wow, it's bright. It's radiant. When you think of something radiant, what do you think of? It's like, bam! It's right there in your face. Watch this. Giving light to the eyes. Giving light to whose eyes? Your eyes. So this is just a, a few scriptures there, but here's what I would challenge you to do. To read chapter 19 of Psalms. It's amazing of what God's word will do in your life. Don't read it right now. I'm talking to you, okay? But look, we are to simply have an eagerness to God's word. We're, we're to have an anticipation 
and expectation, knowing that when we get into it, that God is simply going to go put his finger on those areas of our lives that he says, we need to work this out. We need to work this out. Not you by yourself, and definitely not being on my own. This is a team effort here. We have a covenant agreement together. We need to work this out. That means there's times when you're going to read God's word and God's going to bring conviction upon you. Not condemnation. Condemnation is simply from the enemy himself and he's trying to do what? Run you away from God. But conviction is different. It's something that the Holy Spirit allows to interact within our lives that does what? Draws us to God. So the wicked, that's what they think that what? We're worthless. Uh, the, the, the wicked within our lives, those things need to what? Simply be gone. When we have this type of heart with humility or the meekness that I'm talking about, we're accepting what? The planted word of God. We are then doing this, welcoming God's word, welcoming his convictions, welcoming his guidance, and welcoming his encouragement. Now, how many of you need that? I do. I need it continually. Now watch this. In Psalms 92, 13, we, there's something here that, that, that we need to receive as the planted word. It says, planted in the house of the Lord, they will flourish in the courts of our God. I think it's so important that, and, and I'm going to drive home on this for a second here, that being, it's so important that God is laying it out there in the scriptures. He said, being planted in the house of the Lord. What does that mean? A place of worship. Church attendance does not need to be sporadic in your life. You cannot afford for that. I can't for my life. I need to be amongst believers. I need the encouragement. I need the teaching. I need the worship moments and opportunities. Because listen, there's many times through your days, through your week, that you don't have those times that you have here before the message where you can just freely express your love and appreciation and worship to your heavenly father. Showing your appreciation and love to, the, to, to Jesus himself and allowing the, what? The Holy Spirit to move in your life. I think sometimes that we allow this church attendance to become so sporadic that watch this, you are hurting yourself. But not only yourself, but do you know every decision that you make either indirectly or directly affects others around you? What kind of example are we showing to our families, our coworkers, this world that we live in? So, second thing here is this. Number two, put it into practice. James chapter one, verse 22 says this. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves, but do what it says. So we come here so we can hear it, but it does no good if we do not put the word of God into practice. Practice into what we are hearing. Practice into what we are reading. We have to have this type of mentality that when God puts his finger on the spots within our lives that he wants change in us, that we must also do our part in responding and saying, yes, let's do this. Here we go. Willing to do this. Watch this. Not putting it off to tomorrow. That's so easy, isn't it? I'll do it later. I'll do it tomorrow. I'm so thankful that I have people in my life that I'm surrounded around that are go-getters. You know, 
We're not stopped. No, you want to do, let's do it now. Let's get this done now. Let's go after it now. Don't put off what you can do today for tomorrow because why? Tomorrow may never come. Spiritually within your life, I don't know where you are with Jesus. But why put it off any longer? Tomorrow may never come for you. I, I, I look at the word of God as this. It's, it's like, a, as the scripture says, it's a mirror. Now, when I look into the mirror, I see things about me. In the morning, I got to brush my hair, right? You know, you, you look in the mirror, you're, you're, especially if you ate a salad, you're looking for that, that spinach to be stuck between your tooth because you know your, your wife's not going to tell you, so you get embarrassed out in public, right? Didn't I tell her she was almost perfect earlier? Yeah, it's ridiculous, right? We look in the mirror for so many things, what? To show what we see to bring improvement on. But watch this. If you look into the mirror and you see things that need improvement, and you do nothing about it, well, what was the, what was the point anyway? Absolutely worthless. James tells us right here within that scripture, he says, do not merely listen to the word or watch this, take a look into the mirror spiritually and so deceive yourself. But he says, do what it says. Simply this, if there's something about me that needs to change, in other words, reading the, God's word is not gonna change you. Oh, pastor, whoa, it's not. It's only going to reveal to you what needs to be changed. The change is going to happen when you decide to respond to it and allow God to begin to do the work inside of you. Why? We are going to take care of this, Lord. With your help and with me doing my part, things can happen. Things can be different within your life. So that's why I simply put it into practice. All right? We cannot just sit around and do nothing about it. There's always going to be reasons to not to do it. There's always going to be reasons for the delay. The right time to do the things that need to be changed are simply right now. Why wait on responding tomorrow when you can respond in this moment? Simply keep the change. The change will never happen if you don't begin to put, what, one foot in front of the other. When God says it's wicked, when God says it's worthless, when God says that he has put his finger on that spot, we must act now. The Bible can't change your life. It's a mirror reflecting of those things. God, God's word brings what? It brings direction to your life. Now, I know a lot of you don't like to follow directions, right? We would much rather look at the picture and wing it. I don't need directions. I don't, know, I don't need to know how to get there. Now, my, my kids are Lego fans. I've told you these stories before. And we bought uh, Carter this rocket that stands about this tall, I think. And uh, those things are expensive, too, let me tell you, you know. And, and so, you know, he's, he loves rockets and, he, and it's Legos. And it says for like 17 and up. So I'm, I'm like, I can't expect him to put this thing together. And guess what? The thing's still not together. It's since March. It's been a year project, it seems like, for me. All right. But here, here's the deal, what I'm trying to get at. I can look at the picture of that thing and try to put it together all I want, but I'm gonna miss so much. So much of it, the insides of it, everything. I might be able to figure out the outside, but the insides of it will never, what? Come to be what it could actually have been. You know, we need the word of God within our life to give us direction. And then what? To apply it. If you have directions for things and you're supposed to do it, read the directions. It's amazing what happens. Have you ever put something together and then, looked at it and you got a lot of leftover parts. 
something's not quite right here. This is not going to live up to its potential. You know, something's eventually going to break. The same thing happens with us spiritually. God has given us direction through his word. He has given us a leading through his Holy Spirit. And he's looking for us to simply respond. Don't allow pride to come in to think that you can do it on your own or you can put off today for tomorrow because tomorrow may never come. Um, I like this, Psalm 19 and 11. He says this, and this is, God's amazing. He gives some clarity. He says, by them your servant is warned in keeping them that there is great reward. In other words, he's saying this, there's great reward is not hearing God's word, but great reward is doing it and responding out of obedience. Jesus gives a parable about a guy on a rock and a guy on the sand, and the same storm hits them, but one is able to what, stand strong and safe while the other one is blown all over the place and destroyed because of it. The house looks good, it looks great, but the moment that the storm comes, the moment the crisis comes to be, it is destroyed by the storm. We've always been taught that the one who was a hearer of God's word, is the one whom the foundation of the rock was under. But watch this. Jesus didn't say that. Matthew chapter 7, verse 24. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine, and, everybody say and. Say it one more time. And. There's more here than just hearing God's word. Are you seeing this? He says this. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice. I mean, you got to do something. Coming to church is just not enough. Sitting here listening to a message is not enough. Getting into your word daily is not enough. But what? Allowing the change to begin to happen. Responding to God's word. What is the greatest way you can respond? God, I hear it. I see what you're trying to communicate. I see what you're showing me. I'm ready. I want change. I need change. What's been going on is just not working. Me trying to make the change is not happening. God, we, you and I, we have a covenant agreement. We have a contract here. Let's do this together. That is your first response in making change within your life. Hearing God's word is not simply enough, but you have to put it into practice. This is the result of transformation, a change that we can keep. Watch this. This, I'm going to say this, but watch this. Don't be a hoarder of God's word. Don't be a hoarder of it. Don't just consume and consume and consume and consume. Because watch this, it's going to do absolutely nothing. It's going to do nothing for your life. But watch this, when you begin to say, God, I'm consuming it, now let's work through it. Allow it to work through me to reach others, but also allow it to work through me to bring change into me. All right? Number three, put a lid on it. Look at your, look at your spout, no, your neighbor. I say, put a lid on it, right? Number three, put a lid on it. So many of our problems that we make come back simply because of our mouths. James says to put a lid on it. James talks about a lot about the tongue, slow to speak, quick to listen, slow to wrath, right? Watch this, James 1.19. I love this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, 
and slow to become angry. Let's say this again. Everyone should be quick to what? Listen. Slow to what? And slow to become angry. We often just rush in with our tongues. Anger following afterwards. And listening oftentimes becomes what? Last. Watch this Proverbs chapter 10 verse 19. Sin is not ended by multiplying words. In other words, uh, there's another translation that says sin is not lacking. Okay? But the product, but, but the prudent, what do they do? Hold their tongue. Or restraining their lips is simply what? Wise. You're going to say foolish things. You're going to do things, right? Watch this. I promise you. If you've ever said something foolish, responded out of haste and anger, you lay down that night, and what were you doing? Thinking about it. Living in a little bit of regret. I promise you, no one who was ever slow to speak went to bed worrying about it. I promise you. What does that mean to us? Simply what James says. He's like, easy. Slow to speak. Watch your tongue. Put a lid on it. Watch, a pastor once said this. If you will keep your mouth closed, people will just think you are a fool. But if you open your mouth up, it will dispel all doubt. Can I, I heard that this week, and I thought that was the greatest statement. I'm going to say that again. Can I put it in my words, though? I'm going, to, I'm, going to, I'm going to dumb it up a little bit here. If you will keep your mouth closed, people will just think you're a fool. But if you open your mouth, they will know you are a fool. All right, that's enough on that one. Number four, last point. Put yourself out there. James is saying put yourself out there. God what? Use me. James chapter 1, verse 27. He gives us a clear direction of what we are to do. He says to do this. Look after orphans and widows in their distress. Another translation says simply, take care of the homeless and the loveless. What is this truly meaning to us? It means let's speak life. Let's be generous. If you truly want to see change in your life, be a part of someone else's change. And then see how God will begin to move in yours. That is simply responding to God's word. I like looking at it this way. I look at my life and I go, God, show me the things that are wrong in me, but also show me that somebody else is going through it so I can help them through theirs because I know in the long run, guess what you're going to do? Help me in mine. Help me to be slow to anger when my kids are going ballistic. Last night, Jesus, help me. All right? Help me to be slow to anger when things at work aren't going well. And I see other people having that attitude. I'm feeling that attitude too. But you know what? I'm going to communicate to them. Hey, maybe we need to be slow about this. Let's get, I think there's a better way. There's a better way to handle it. Be generous. You see people who are in need. Look, you might have a need, but you see somebody else has a need. Reach out to them and see what God does in return for your need. See how God will be generous just even more so. James 1, 27. Keep oneself from being polluted or simply what? Unspotted by the world. Stay with me this morning. I hope on this uh, cold and wintry, I guess, snowy, but rain and slushy Sunday morning, that you can leave here with knowing that you've got something from God today. 
knowing that, you know what, there's changes that God's trying to do within my life, and these things need to stick. And here's how they can stick. Allowing what James says to do, not just look, allowing the word of God to be something that I read, but God, but James clearly tells us it's like a mirror. It's showing me, it's reflecting back to me of the things that need to be changed within my life and knowing that it's my responsibility to respond. It's not just God's responsibility to do it, but you have a responsibility and that is to respond to the leading of the Holy Spirit. That is to respond to God's word and what he's trying to communicate. Maybe you have a problem with being uh, quick to anger and quick to speak. Well, God says we need to become slow to that. One of the things that I try to implement within my own life is when somebody comes at me, and believe me, that happens, comes at me, I go, keep a bridle on it, man. Bite it down till it bleeds, you know? And just sit back and go, oh God, what is it you're trying to tell me? There's something happening in their life. There's something happening in me. There's a bigger picture to this. It's not just about a victim mentality. It's about a kingdom relationship. It's about kingdom building. How are we responding? And don't allow the world to, to, to spot you. Don't allow the world to, to inflict its negative energy within your life. Don't allow the world to allow its compromise to affect you in your daily living. Allow the word of God to be what? Your lamp unto your feet. To what? A light to your path. I love it how the Word of God tells us to, to take that light. Don't put a shade over it. Don't hide it. Let the world see it. Be the difference in people's lives. Be the difference in your home, in your job, in your workplace, within your family, your inner circle. Be the difference. God, use us. Speak through us. Allow your Holy Spirit to work through all of us, Father. You know, today, this Word means absolutely nothing you don't know who Jesus Christ is. What is the greatest way you can respond to his word? What is the greatest way that you can respond to that spiritual mirror that he has given us through his word? Jesus, come into my life today. Forgive me my sins. Save me. Transform me into what you want me to be. You know, if that's you today, I want to give you that opportunity. I want to give you this moment to say, Lord, I want you to be Lord and Savior. I want you to be my master. Jesus, come into my life. With every about ever I close, I want to bring that challenge to you today. If that's you this morning and you can say, Pastor, I need Jesus as my Savior. I want him in my life. All I want you to do is slip up your hand. Today's the day of decision for your life. I see those hands. Fantastic. One more opportunity. If that's you today, I see that hand. I see that one amazing. Let's pray this prayer together, boldly, enthusiastically, knowing that God has just done a great work already. Lord Jesus, today I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Come into my life and bring change where change is needed. Save me, Lord. Forgive me of my sins. Be my master and be my Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Isn't that great? But you know, the moment that happens, that's a permanent change in your life. 
The moment you accept Jesus, you got him. There's nothing like it. Nothing can take that away from you. How awesome is that? No bad attitude, no word, no action can take that away. Nobody can rip that inheritance out of your life. Paul says your existence here is just a mere vapor compared to what your eternity is. Your inheritance is grand. It's amazing. So congratulations to that. But you know, we see some direction here because James is talking to the church. He's talking to you. We are the church. We're a body of believers. He's saying there's work to be done in your life. You need to allow the word of God that God is placing his finger on and saying, this is what needs the change in you. And begin to do what? Apply it. Respond to it. God, let's do this together. Continue to equip me through your word. God, continue to equip me through these gatherings of coming together as the body of Christ. God, continue to equip me through prayer and through fasting and move in our lives. If that's you this morning and you can say, Pastor, I want change. I want this, keep the change. I want the word of God, not just to be a mirror that's reflective of the things that need to change, but I I wanna do something about it now. I don't wanna just talk about the change that needs to happen. I wanna do something about this change. If that's you, just slip up your hand. Awesome. Hands all over this place. Let's pray. God, you see the hands that have been lifted high. More importantly, Lord, you see the heart. And God, you have shown in all of us, Lord, things that need to change, attitude, speech, anger, environments that we allow ourselves to be a part of, relationships that are toxic to us. God, you see all these changes that need to be made in our lives and you revealed them to us. You revealed them through the power of your Holy Spirit in our minds and our hearts and our spirits. But Lord, let us not be lazy about this and procrastinate any longer, but let us respond today to the change that you want to see happen. So Holy Spirit, move in our lives. Bring conviction when conviction is needed. Do not allow condemnation to be brought into it. But God, may we run closer to you every single day. God, we are your church. We are your followers. You have invested in us. You have put promises with inside of us to fulfill so that we can continue to grow your kingdom. Use us, Lord. Use us through our actions. Use us through our mouths, our tongues, our speech. Use us through our thoughts. May we impact others to help change to be brought to them as well. So Father, we love you. We thank you for this day. God, we proclaim this in our lives. Let the word of our mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, our strength and our redeemer. In Jesus' name we pray. And the church says, amen. We love you. Have a great day.